welcome to another episode of the Self-Initiative Project Podcast. I'm your host, Jim O'Brien. Hey, hey, and welcome back. In this episode, we're going to be talking about all things improvised weapon. Something's gone awry. Something's about to go awry. You find yourself caught off guard in the middle of something, maybe not an ambush, but something that's in the vicinity. You can't get away. You don't have maybe your typical weapons that you would carry pepper spray knives firearms and so you're looking for something that you can use in the moment with immediacy and so you know that's what an improvised weapon is it's pretty much exactly what it says it's using objects things that you normally wouldn't think about as a weapon or as being a weapon or using as a weapon but in a pinch you actually can use them And so, you know, when I think of improvised weapons, we have things in our environment, things in our vicinity that we can pick up and use. We have things that we may be carrying on our person, things that we might carry all the time conceivably on our person that we don't really think about being a weapon. And then there's certainly the case and the argument for making improvised weapons, something Um, something that you might have, whether it's grinding the empty pen cartridge down on the sidewalk, for example, to make it a sharper point, you know, for something stabby. But at at any rate, um, a lot of things that we wouldn't typically view as being a weapon can completely be weaponized. And so that's really what an improvised weapon is. And again, it's something in my environment, something in my on my person or something that I could make. The latter being, you know, if I've got time to make it, it's probably not the scenarios we're going to spend a lot of time talking about because in that case, you know, there's time. It might be anticipation of something. So there's a place certainly for making them. But for most of us, it's going to be more about things that we find in our vicinity or thinking um, about the things that we might be carrying on our person, like keys, for example. So we've talked a lot in the past about the importance of situational awareness, and that's still, along with de-escalation, your two most important tools in your toolbox in your personal safety arsenal that you can use. And so situational awareness is about paying attention, staying frosty, keeping your head on a swivel, staying alert, not being paranoid, but staying alert. You know, looking for anomalies, looking for that individual that's got a long trench coat on on a 98 degree Fahrenheit day, something of that nature. Knowing when you come into a building, where are the exits? That's situational awareness. And with that being said, you know, in the case where you're thinking about needing to to pick up or find an improvised weapon, you know, you probably have not been able to get away. And so I would say that your first course of action, if you can, and of course you should know where those exits are, your first course of action to defend yourself, to protect yourself is to run away. But maybe you're not able to, maybe you feel trapped. Maybe the bad guy is between you and the only exit that there is. Maybe your children are with you and you can't gather them up quick enough to get them out through the exits that you know are there, whatever the case may be. But certainly we want to keep in mind that leaving the situation, leaving the scene is certainly still our first course of action. But if, it, if, but if I can't leave, what are my options? And again, improvised weapons come into play 
obviously when I don't have my typical weapons, uh, I don't have a knife. I don't have my firearm on me and I don't have my pepper spray. Or if they're somewhere around, they're not where I can get to them in the immediacy of the situation that I might be a part of or that's unfolding with me in the middle of it. So we've talked in the past about active shooter scenarios, situations. I would recommend you going back and listening to that one. We kind of talk a little bit about the potential use for improvised weapons there. And we've also done an episode where we talk about the importance of thinking through scenarios and anybody that's taken time out ahead of time proactively before an event occurs is going to be better prepared than the person that doesn't think about anything at all at any given time. And so, you know, as you're thinking through those scenarios or you're thinking about the bad situations that you could find yourself in or that are possible for your routine and where you are and where you go in your daily routine, you want to be thinking about improvised weapons and what could you use. Now, with that being said, when you think about scenarios and when you think about the improvised weapons that may or may not be available to you, you don't want to get so wrapped up with one or two that if a situation were to actually occur that you're only thinking of where's the where's the pencils at where are the sharpened pencils at i got to get to a sharpened pencil you don't want to get so singularly focused that you freeze up and you're only looking for what you've thought about you when it comes to improvised weapons you want to consider pretty much anything around you now obviously flimsy items or weak items things that are easy to break shouldn't be in the list of considerations but my point is is when you're thinking about things and what you might do or what you might use you want to keep the options open You know, we've talked about what improvised weapons are, but what do they look like? How can you use them? Well, you know, when I think of improvised weapons, I like to go immediately, and this is assuming I don't have my usual, I usually always have a knife and or firearm on me when I'm out in public, but let's say for, for example, I don't. And so where my mind goes to, and I think about what would I use as an improvised weapon, I really like the idea of the old school rock uh, or, you know, a pen or pencil, something that I can use as pokey stabby. So, you know, uh, on that note, some of the types of improvised weapons and how we might use them are, are they pokey? You know, are they got a sharp point on something I can use to stab a target, like say the side of the neck or an eye? Uh, or something similar down into the top of the collarbone area, whatever it might be. Does the improvised weapon have a sharp edge on it? You know, if you're lucky enough, you might have a pair of scissors nearby or a letter opener, you know. Um, and, and just as a sidebar note here too, you want to, you know, it's all going to depend, depend on where you're at, the environment you're at as to what possible sorts of objects, tools that might be around that you could use for in, improvised weapons. So, you know, maybe a, I'm in the office, so something like a pair of scissors or a letter opener might be a possibility, but again, pokey objects, edge, uh, objects, Uh, Even flexible objects that you can use to whip like a belt, a heavier belt or something of that nature. Ladies, a lot of you carry purses, you know, assuming the straps are pretty strong on the purse that you carry regularly. You could use that to swing around and hit someone if you needed to. Right. So there's uh, softer objects that we can use to whip, to distract 
to tie even to use to tie doors shut with those sorts of things which is a different subject but anyway you get my drift you can use flexible objects uh, certainly as improvised weapons uh, you want to th- think about in terms of what's got a little bit of weight that i might be able to hit an impact type of tool right i might be able to hit with or i might be able to throw from across the room and it might cause some type of damage if i were to think about impact so we got pointy we've got edged we've got you know soft or flexible tools that we could use and then we've got impact things that i can use to hit or throw and then you know there's things that i can use to distract too whether it's my keys on my on on my keychain right uh, a lot of circles talk about using keys as a weapon i suppose if that's your absolute only option you might have a chance of using keys like jabbing someone in the eyes but more than likely you're just going to piss off somebody and you're going to do a lot of damage to your you know in between your fingers or your hands if nothing else probably not the best weapon for stabbing but certainly nothing says that you can't toss them across the parking lot you're coming out the grocery store and someone asks for your keys or demands your keys they're going to take your car nothing says that instead of placing them nicely in their hand you can't throw them across the parking lot to get them away the creating that distance we got to remember distance equals time uh, maybe it's a handful of change in my pocket or down in my purse i could use that to throw it in their face or again across the parking lot if they're looking for money uh, again to buy me time uh, to create that distance whatever to get away because again i should always be thinking about getting away as my primary defense in a situation you might find yourself in so those are sort of the broad categories of improvised weapons like i said i like the idea of an old-fashioned rock i can i can use it to smash like a hammer i could certainly throw it if i needed to pens and pencils stabby objects i really like that idea so that's where i go but what are some others and so you know again kind of working backwards from the types that i mentioned earlier if i'm someplace and i've got the time or i i figure i can buy my you know i've got enough distance and time between me and whatever's going on perpetrators going on and i think i'm going to need a weapon nothing says i can't rub a stick on the ground on rough surface and get a sharp point on that stick that i could use to poke uh, or stab if I needed to, as I mentioned earlier, you know, sharpening up a plastic pin shaft so it's more like a hypodermic needle, you know. But what's more realistic in a situation that I might find myself in where an improvised weapon could come in really handy? Well, it's probably going to be something in my immediate vicinity or something on my person. And so thinking about things on my person, again, an improvised weapon comes into play when I don't have a normal, what we would consider a normal type tool on me. You know, I don't have the the plastic cat head with the sharp point pointy ears on it. I don't have my pepper spray. I don't have any knives on my person whatsoever. And I certainly don't have a firearm. Uh, but what might I have on my person that I can use? Well, as I've mentioned, keys, right? I, you could use them as an impact or stabby weapon. I personally would steer clear from that. But nothing says that you couldn't throw to distract or throw to get them to leave your immediate area and the immediate threat so you've got time to get away. Ladies, again, the purse, you could potentially throw that at, at them, again, to distract, to buy yourself time. 
you could swing your purse around to use as an impact weapon. And I know there's a lot of ladies out there that carry a lot of stuff in their purses. So a purse can be a pretty heavy object to swing around and hit someone with if it came down to it. What else What might you have on your person? Well, you may have that hair stay. Uh, the, the, uh, I call it the chopstick style hair stay, you know, maybe I do have a pin on my person. Maybe it's in my front top pocket. I'm not even thinking about it, but I could take the cap off, um, or have the ink point come out and make a very good, uh, pointy, uh, weapon in a pinch if I needed to. But some of the other improvised weapons, which I think you might have more choices, is depending on what the environment is, where you are, and if you're inside and outside and that sort of things. Obviously, we've talked about rocks. There's always the case for bricks, same category. Again, thinking in terms of something that I can throw that could inflict damage, something that I could use to hit or smash. Uh, those are always good. Um, if I'm at a gas station, you may have seen this video floating around on the interwebs about a, an individual at a gas pump. They were putting gas in their vehicle, a van or SUV rolls out, a couple of people get out of it. It's pretty apparent that they're there to carjack the individual or something or grab them. And they simply take the gas pump out of their vehicle and spray the perpetrators and all inside the van. I think it was a van with the doors slid open all inside the van with gasoline. I mean, really quick thinking on that individual's part. Right. And so he was able to get them away from them very quickly in doing that. So, again, uh, maybe you have to use the windshield wiper uh i'm sorry the windshield cleaners there in the in the soapy uh solution buckets there next to the gas pump maybe you have to use that as an impact weapon uh if you're in the in the grocery store maybe you pick up that can of peas use it easily as a as an impact weapon or throw cans of food right like depending on where you are you may have more options than not but think you know what other time are you going to think to use a can of peas or beanie weenies as a as a weapon well there might be cause for that in the picture you may have seen my recent post on instagram and if you're not following us on instagram i would go to the self-initiative project all one word we've got a lot of preparedness tips there safety tips and a bunch of other stuff too that you might enjoy but recently in preparation for this podcast we posted a picture of some mostly conventional things that we could think about using as as improvised weapons uh you know a pair of heavy shoes right if you're wearing boots you might be able to take them off and again throw them use them as impact ladies if you're wearing high heels Three-inch stiletto is going to do some damage as an impact weapon, right? We've all heard that before. To the eye, to the temple, to the side of the neck. You might use a hard, a hard cover book, right? That's, again, impact or throwing. There's a lot of things that we can use as impact or throwing if we just think in terms of getting something that has some uh, solidness, some solidity to it, and then has some weight. So the can of beans, the hardcover books, uh, the boots. Um, we've talked about the letter opener, the pair of scissors. We've talked about pens and uh, pencils. A stapler, you know, in the office. <laughs> I, I love the idea of being able to use a stapler as an impact uh, weapon. 
maybe you're lucky enough to have a hammer nearby. And, you know, I also think about um, using a fire extinguisher. Talk about a versatile improvised weapon. You can swing it around like a bat. You can throw it. Uh, you can, if you can get the pin pulled in time and under stress, you know, we lose our fine motor skills. So there, you know, it adds a little bit to it, but if you could get that pin pulled and spray an area or spray the individuals in the face, you know, again, not everything has to inflict immediate damage, but it's about buying yourself time so you can get away or have a better shot of getting away. So, you got to kind of think outside of the box. Obviously, some things, if you start thinking about weaponizing them, it's a little bit more straightforward of what you could use. But you got to think outside the box and think about unconventional things that you may have and things that are sharp or pointy or things that have some solidity and, you know, some beefiness, some weight behind them, I'd say, are generally your best options. So, again, uh, you want to think about in terms of your environment, what's in your vicinity, be willing to think about, you know, things that you normally would not think to use to inflict damage, open up, you know, open up your universe, your hori- expand your horizons a little bit about what you might consider that could be used as a weapon, um, things in your vicinity. More importantly, things on your person. And then last but not least, if you do have the time, you know, think about making things. And so uh, one last thing that I want to, a couple points that I want to leave you on is, again, if you begin thinking through scenarios and you get in your mind the ideal improvised weapon that you would like to have for yourself, just don't get too bogged down on that. Because if you did find yourself in a situation, you want to have the mental flexibility, so to speak, to find something else, recognize something else as being also just as effective or more effective than maybe what you've had in your mind to that point. And then to reemphasize again, your number one defense in your personal safety and your self-defense is to run away, is to get away if you can. So with that, I'll leave you. Hopefully, hopefully you've enjoyed this topic of improvised weapons. It definitely makes things fun to think about and interesting to think about. And if you liked what you've heard here on the Self-Initiative Project podcast, tell your friends and family if you think any of them can take away something. We're always here to talk about personal safety and preparedness. And hopefully you're taking things away. And if you haven't listened to previous episodes, we have 58 others now out there. Uh, again, I would recommend you going back and listening to the active uh, shooter uh, scenario as well as thinking through scenarios and how important that is. A couple of podcasts that we've done previously that you might find of interest. With that, we'll wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>